This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. 122 guitars. 732 strings. 257 pickups. 189 volume knobs. Here Harold stood face to face with his oldest desire. I turned my camera on. I cut my fingers on the way. On the way. The way of slipping away. I turned my feelings on. You made me untouchable for life. And welcome to No Filler. The music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. This is our sidetrack episode for the week. My name's Quentin. Got my brother Travis with me. And we are covering the soundtrack for the 2006 movie Stranger Than Fiction. This movie is just chock full of spoon. Uh, so we decided to finish up our spoonathon with one last go around with some some spoonage for our sidetrack this week uh travis when was the last time you saw this movie probably within the last five years but it's really good man it's been i watched while. it again last night yeah it's, it's it holds up yeah it's great man you know why dude because it's will ferrell not being over the top like right off the bat you know what i mean it's it's will ferrell not being cast just to be Will Ferrell, you know, um, and he's a, he's actually a, a a pretty legit actor. Yeah, it's like when when Jim Carrey is cast for like The Majestic or something, or The Truman or Show, one of those other movies. Yeah, or Eternal Sunshine, you know. Yeah, it's like wow, he's actually got some some chops, you know. Right. Yeah, so this it's a really cool um, movie. 
I don't know if we need if you're like <laughs> I don't know if we want to talk about the movie. Well, Q, this isn't a movie review. Huh? This isn't a movie review podcast. It's yeah, a music right. review podcast. You're right. But to make a little bit of sense, to make some sense behind that intro, main character Will Ferrell wakes up one day and he is hearing his life being narrated in his head by a woman who he finds out later is a writer who is writing a book on his life. So that's all you need to know. Um, and the clip that we pulled for the intro, uh, you find out that, that this guy has always wanted to learn to play guitar. And he, you know, finally gets off his ass and goes out and buys a guitar and tries to learn. During that scene, Spoon's I Turn My Camera On is playing the whole time. Um, so I just kind of spliced in the actual song for our intro. But for every Spoon song that you hear on this movie, um, they've got it edited and looped in a way that you never actually hear Brad Daniels' voice in the scenes um, throughout this movie. So, But there are quite a few Spoon songs that, that go um, as far back as girls can tell. Uh, that pop up in this movie. So you've got uh, The Way We Get By on there, which is on Kill the Moonlight. You've got My Mathematical Mind, which uh, was actually our intro song for the episode we did last week on Gimme Fiction. Uh, and you've got Vittorio E, uh, which was also on Kill the Moonlight. So I lied. <laughs> it doesn't go as far back as girls can tell. Um, but... There's a lot of really great spoon moments in this uh, movie. And there's there's a, a few little guitar ditties that Brett Daniel and um, music supervisor Brian Reitzel um, put together for, for different scenes throughout the movie as well. So Brett Daniel had a lot to do with this movie. Um, and I found out through an interview um, that Pop Matters did with Brit back in 2006 kind of the backstory behind how, how he got involved in the first place uh, apparently so so again the the music supervisor um, so the guy that basically my dream job right right <laughs> the, yeah, the person exactly. that gets to put together a soundtrack for a movie uh, his, this guy's name is Brian Reitzel uh, he also did the soundtrack for Lost in Translation he did the soundtrack for Mary Antoinette, which apparently was also another really great uh, soundtrack. I really liked the soundtrack for Lost in Translation. I didn't realize this was the same guy. Um, apparently, he was listening to a lot of Spoon uh, while he was um, kind of putting together, trying to figure out songs to, to, to put in this movie. It says that he identified the storyline with the Austin band's unique energy. And he took it a step further by calling Britt Daniel to help him with the process. Well, you know, you know, we've talked about how great of a guitar player Britt Daniel is over the past couple of months. So, you know, it's a perfect fit for for a movie about a guy who finally gets off his ass and picks up a guitar, you know. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so apparently Reitzel and, and Daniel Bond, uh, they find out that they have a mutual obsession with uh, the soundtrack to this movie called Solaris, I don't know. I don't know anything about that movie. Do you? Have you ever Wait, heard of that? 
Did you say Brian Retzel? Yeah, Retzel. Brian. Brian. With yeah, a he's a he's a composer too, man. He's done stuff for like video games and, and whatnot. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I I saw that in his um on his Wikipedia page. Yeah, he he's a music supervisor for movies, puts together soundtracks. But yeah, he he is a composer. Dude, he remixed Inside a Out himself. What? He remixed Inside Out on the Inside Out Remixes album. Oh, really? Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. So obviously, cool. him and Spoon have collaborated. Him and huh? Brit. Yeah, have collaborated probably many times over. So um, they yeah they both have a, a a mutual obsession with this soundtrack to a movie called Solaris by Cliff Martinez. Oh, dude, I've listened to that. Yeah, dude, Cl- Cliff Martinez is is great, dude. He he uh he did Only God Forgives. Uh, he did uh, well. He's done some video game scores too. That's where I know him from. Yeah, you're. I know you're really into to video game soundtracks. Yeah, well, I'm sure that'll come up at some point, dude. He, yeah, Cliff Martinez is also known for doing um, Drive with um, Ryan Gosling, right? Mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Apparently, Britt Daniel, uh, you know, tried to get his his girlfriend and his band members into this this Solaris soundtrack, and no one was into it. Uh, and then he found out that Brian was really into it too. So you know, they clicked on that, and then. Yeah, from there it just kind of took off, and and you know, Spoon just ends up being all over this movie, like we like we said. Um, apparently, Brian thought it would be cool to actually have a Spoon song written and recorded for the movie, and so our uh, the official sidetrack for this week is going to be uh, the book I write by Spoon, which shows up on this soundtrack it actually it's just during the credits but this was a song that he already had some of the lyrics written out for that he so he he basically played brian a bunch of kind of like ideas for songs that he had and uh one of them already had the lyric the book i write in it and he sort of had like a melody already written um and so then obviously you know obviously that's a great choice for a movie like this so they went with it and they they you know finish out he finishes out writing the song and and they record it for the movie so i guess let's just go ahead and play it dude so uh this is again a song that pops up in the movie it plays during the credits this is just over two minutes long so we're just going to play the whole song um and this is spoon's song from 2006 called The Book I Write. It's a book I write 
Just another doozy from Spoon, right? Yeah, that that kind of sounds like more, you know, I feel like there's a, at least one song on each of their albums post Gimme Fiction that sound like that. Just, you know, you're just kind of, I mean, you could even say Sister Jack kind of sounds like that too. I was going like, to say, I, I thought it kind of sounded like Sister Jack. And that's the yeah. thing, this, this was a, a song idea that he had, you know, who, who knows how long. Yeah, I mean, it makes you wonder if this, if this, if this was going to show up on, as a B-side on a single or if it was going to be included in in an album and you know down the road and they just threw it in into for this movie you know but i guess the point i'm trying to make is like this is classic spoon obviously like this song sounds like like i said like a lot of their songs have this vibe to them but i'm i'm not as interested in these songs as i am with maybe some of the other ones that we've played you know in the past sure yeah i got you but there's because, some great like we've moments, said, man. Because they there's do some so many great moments great... in that song. Yeah, but you know, just I love the they... whole uh, when he's like, uh, uh, I'm not gonna, dude. I'm not leaving that in. That sounded <laughs> sound like a dying cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but, like I said, it's got it's you know it's got the um, it's got the the spoon signatures that that, that you know we have talked about. It's got your tambourine few. and, and yeah, shakers, exactly. you know, right. It's it's yeah. got it's it's a spoon song through and through, obviously. And you know, yeah. if this is something that he had already wrote, you know, I I wonder if it makes you wonder if 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 he decided to sit down and write a song for the movie instead of like going through his catalog of, of songs that he was working on, if he would have uh-huh. produced something that maybe sounded different, you know. Because like yeah, I said, it's he, a spoon song. Like it sounds like a spoon right, song. Right, and he, he already kind of had the melody in mind too. Yeah. Um, it's funny. He says um, he says here to be honest, we were a bit worried that it was a little bit too literal, as in you know with the lyrics being the book I write. Right. Yeah. Sure. No, um, dude. Now that makes me wonder if are those the lyrics that he had already written. Well, he, sa- he says that he already had the lyric, the book I write. So wow, he already dude. at least had that part, you know, that idea or verse so or he chorus, was, he whatever. So he was destined for to, to write to write this song for this movie, you know? <laughs> but, you know, uh, let's, let's think about some rock artists that have written soundtracks, right? Okay. Maybe like um, Johnny Greenville, the guitar. Uh, shit. Johnny not, Greenville? Not, not guitar. Hold on, dude. Greenville. <laughs> Hold on, man. Johnny Greenwood. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm All leaving right. that. I'm going to take that. You, no, you got to no, deal no. with that shame. No, no, no. Because I, dude, I fucked yeah. up when I said guitari. I said I meant guitar guitarist. I said guitari. Yeah. Yeah. So Johnny what Greenville, about? you know, he did. <laughs> you said Greenville, dude. Fuck. You said Greenville again. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you know Johnny Green- Greenwood did the soundtrack to "There Will Be Blood," and when you listen to it, you know you wouldn't know just offhand that he's the guitar player for Radiohead, right? Um, right. So like among that, other yeah. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is when Johnny Greenwood sits down to do a score for something, he's going to approach it differently than when he does stuff for Radiohead. So. Yeah. If if Britt Daniel had approached it like, hey, I'm gonna treat you know, this is not a spoon thing. This is me doing a score for a movie or or a song for a movie. He's not. He's, no, he dude. Hey, that's perfect, man. That's perfect for you to bring that up because 
So the interview that I'm pulling from, the question that was asked to him was, I was curious how the process differs when you know that the end result of your music is not going to be used for an album, but for a movie. I guess that's not a question, but you know, during the interview, that's kind of what they, they were, that's what led Britt to talk about, uh, you know, this song idea that he had that had the lyric, the book I write in it. So Britt goes on to say, um, because there was already some sort of foundation for this song, I didn't really feel like I was writing a commercial, but instead I was just finishing a song. I like how he put it that way, writing a commercial, because that's yeah. actually not, I mean, that, I could see that being the mindset that you would have as a songwriter if, because apparently he was, he got to read the script before jumping on, you know, to work with Brian. So he already knew about the movie. And yeah, if, if you're a professional songwriter and you get asked to write a song for a movie, you are going to treat it almost like writing a song for a commercial, right? But that's not how it was in this case because this was an idea that he already had for a song, and so he was just finishing it up. So hmm. so I guess that's uh, uh, like going back to what you were saying about Johnny Greenwood. You're saying you, you couldn't, you wouldn't necessarily right off the bat know, hey, this, this sounds like a... A radiohead. Yeah, it's not like you hear it and you think, oh, obviously that's Johnny Greenwood. It sounds like the stuff he, he does for Radiohead. Yeah. Right. You know I mean? That's yeah, like like you were saying, he's approaching it yeah. uh with a different mindset. But but in this case, Britt Daniel was just finishing up a song a spoon song, you know, that he already had kicking around. So Maybe what I'm also trying to say is I would love to hear what Brit Daniel does if he sat down and like composed a score for a movie. You know okay, I mean? dude. Hey, let's do it right now, man. Off the this, let's just fucking on the fly here. Let's do that, dude. Because there's a few songs that him and Brian wrote together for specific scenes in the movie, dude. Let's give it a go. Oh, really? Okay. So, so but this is in collaboration it, with Brian, though. Yes. Okay. But still. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's do writer's block. It's just a piano ballad, but I'm sure it says. Britt Daniels slash Brian Reitzel for for writers on it. So let's let's play a little bit of that. Well, there you go, dude. What at any point did you hear Spoon or or Brit Daniel in any of that? I mean, I, I sure think didn't. that piano chord sounds like a a Brit Daniel piano chord. Okay. If you, yeah, if, who know, you know. who's to say how much of that was was 
Britt and and what part of that was Brian? Because you heard some strings, whether they were synthesized or or legit, you know, yeah. stringed instruments recorded, um, and that yeah, and the piano. But yeah, so yeah, like kind of like we were saying, um, yeah, there's like two different mindsets you have. It's it's the all right, I'm in the writing for spoon, you know, state of mind, and then I'm in the writing for a scene in a movie state of mind you know um so yeah that's our sidetrack for this week to finish off our spoonathon we wanted to do one last uh, little episode on spoon i thought it worked out pretty well for us man that because this this movie came out one year after gimme fiction which yeah. is the you know so we're, we're keeping it chronological yeah we, it's almost like we sat down and planned this all out a couple months back. It's almost like we did just that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, so, so next, next week, week yeah, yeah I'll, dude, I'll let you. Sorry, man. I know you're more excited yeah. than I am for this, so go go for it. So we're gonna cover Black Sabbath, but we're gonna mix it up a little bit as far as uh, how we approach the episode. You know, typically it's one album, and we pick a couple of tracks or three tracks from the album. Um, with this with this episode, we're gonna basically pick a song from their first three albums and uh, and do it that way because I didn't want to stretch this out over three episodes um, and I've always wanted to, to, to cover their three their first three albums and I figured this would be a kind of in- interesting way to do it you know and, and we'll get to kind of hear a, a wide range of kind of their sounds we're gonna you know hear how they like what they you know came right out of the bat with back in 69 yeah. and um it's gonna be fun, man, and it'll be nice to go back to to get back to metal. We haven't been, we haven't done a metal episode since episode one. So, uh, I love, you know, showing metal to somebody who doesn't really listen to metal, and having a chance to like describe it and describe what it is about it that I'm compelled, that that compels me, you know, and that I, you know, what makes me come back to it over and over again. So, it'll be good times. Awesome. So for the outro for today, um, again, I just watched Stranger Than Fiction last night, and I was, you know, just taking some notes for the for the podcast. And uh, there's a song that pops up towards the end of the movie. It's a song by this is a band called The Jam, which we actually brought up at some point during our episode on Foles. Um, they like offhandedly mentioned like you know most people were probably listening to the jam growing up and we were listening to um what do they say like world world music right you yeah. know which 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 uh you know influenced their sound anyways this band the jam uh had a song called that's entertainment that came out in 1980 uh it was a single um, off of their fifth studio album called Sound Effects. Um, so this is like a you know one of those post-punk bands. Um, and again, it pops up in one of the scenes in this movie. It's great. Uh, I enjoyed it. So I you know I um, thought it'd be it'd be a good way to to finish up this one and uh, kind of throw something in there that isn't Brit Daniel. So uh, again, that's going to do it for us this week for our sidetrack episode. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Bye-bye. 
Give your kitchen the upgrade it deserves with Clearview Cabinetry. Clearview Cabinetry starts as a kitchen built for now and grows with you as life changes. It's flexible by design with full access cabinet construction. So you can go from doors to drawers for storage that works when you need it. Get an appointment-free design consultation and explore all our cabinet options on display in our kitchen showroom and save big money now at Menards. Save big money at Menards. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 